art, horse, art, horse, art, horse, art, horse, art, to cheat to buy jingles, art, horse, art, horse, art, to cheat to buy jingles, hey, so this is it, horse, art, hi everyone, ooh, I'm so excited, I'm Jess, and this is Art Horse, a silly and serious podcast about creativity and stepping out of your comfort zone. And I am here with Sarah Nelson. I'm just going to pop in here and do a proper introduction because I was so excited to talk to Sarah that I completely blew past it. Uh, So Sarah Nelson is an artist and illustrator living in LA. She does a lot of drawings about climate and the environment. A lot of her work is focused around that. She also teaches on Skillshare um, and she's really just a pleasure to talk to. So if you want to hear more from Sarah, uh, you know, when this episode is done, you can listen to episodes 74 and 75, where we go into uh, greater detail about like, how she came to be where she is. Um, but that's not a prerequisite for listening to this episode. Also, if you want to know more about her right now, you can go to her website, which is sarahnelson.art that's sarah with an h and then her instagram is sarah underscore and underscore nelson and with no e uh yeah and with that back to the show i i'm so excited to talk to you again because since we last spoke you went on like a ship in the arctic and you are um you finished a huge project and you're undergoing like maybe a creative shift in the way that you work. And I want to talk all about it. I'm so excited. (laughs) So grateful you want to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. Thank you. It's so good to be back. Yes. I'm pumped and honored. (laughs) (laughs) So you, I want to get the huge thing going. I want to talk about the huge thing. Let's do it. So you went on an artist residency to the Arctic. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Um, Yeah. Like the program and like what, I don't know, tell us about what it was going to be like and then we'll get into what it was like. That makes sense. Yeah. So the, no, that's a great setup. So the premise is that there are these annual uh, trips and actually there's two trips every year. So one in June and one in October and I was scheduled for the June one of 2020 and it's this residency where you're on a ship for two weeks but it's kind of like a month-long residency because you have to get there and uh. all those things so my month of June was entirely getting to the Arctic and being in the Arctic mm. and it's you're on this barkentine vessel so like a tall ship think like almost like a pirate mm. ship like it has masts and huge sails and like portholes and like looks very wow. storied and from another time and you're there with other artists and scientists there's not a lot like you have to pitch a project in order to go but there's not a lot of uh control or micromanaging Mm. of like what actually comes from this time they're very aware that you can't fully prepare for what that space or experience will be like and the residency you're on a ship but like there's no telling what your weather is going to be like, where you're going to actually be able to go. Like Hmm. your itinerary is not set. It's literally day by day. So Hmm. it's this incredible experience. And I applied in 2018, got accepted in 2019, was supposed to go in 2020. Uh. Ooh, 2020 (laughs) really changed my plans and um, got to go this year. So it was a three year delayed uh, expedition. And all of us were from that initial 
expedition wow. planning. So all of us had kind of like come in initially with these projects and ideas of the artists we were three years yeah, ago. Yeah, holy smokes. And then entered so dramatically changed by the last three years. How could you not be to then do this thing that you'd planned when you were kind of a different person? So I think all of us were kind of like, whoa, we've been, this has always been on our horizon. Now we're on this ship. Wow. What's happening and who are we and what are we going to do? And I won't say that everyone was feeling that way, but I know some of us were, and that's definitely how I embarked. Wow. <laughs> Where I was like, wait a second, like the person I was and the things I was focused on and the things I was doing as an artist and just even like my time was so different. I was living in a different part of the country. I was like, Hmm. primarily doing gallery shows a lot of my work is switched to client work still do like exhibit work and stuff but it was like what am I going to do on this ship I don't know <laughs> like, wow. this is a weird thing um, so that's the premise you eat sleep all of that on the ship and then every single day you go out on these things called landings so we were going around the part of the arctic that we were in is north of Norway it's a it's a territory of Norway disputed <laughs> by Russia which is a very fascinating time to be there um <laughs> <laughs> so many coincidence. Um, so Svalbard is like three hours north of, like a three-hour flight north of Norway. And it's truly like the highest civilization, or like the, t the highest city, I think, in the world is in Svalbard called Longyearbyen. And that was where we embarked from. And then we sailed oh. further north. So we went all the way up to the 80th parallel into international waters. Um, nothing between us and the North Pole Oof. for a portion of the trip. Yeah, wild, yeah. except for ice. And then um, sailed back down to Longyearbyen and had some time in the city, or town, really, um, before parting ways. So that's kind of the premise okay. of the trip. Ooh. <laughs> that's a lot of stuff. That, it's, it's a it's big, a big deal. <laughs> it's a huge deal. Yeah, it was a really, really cool thing. I definitely recommend anyone who wants to focus on the environment, work alongside scientists, mm. um, or is just interested in creating in that kind of a space, definitely apply for that residency. It's not cheap, but it's way cheaper than a lot of other ways of trying to do that on your own. Mm. And the community on it is so phenomenal. You would never regret it if you applied and got in. So It sounds like a like a light it could be a life-changing experience like I feel like yeah. once you've taken in everything that you can see and do it's like you'll never be the same it feels like your body would be bigger and your brain would be bigger yeah that's a really good way of saying it yeah I don't think there's any way that that experience could not change you mm -hmm. like I think you'd have to actively fight against <laughs> it changing you which feels like a really dumb reason to go <laughs> yeah. you'd have to go in and like I don't know try to like be the artist you were three years ago like that's a whole other thing too yeah like yeah yeah and normally you don't have to wait three years but <laughs> yeah yeah you know pandemic <laughs> yeah like what was it like um, to come up against your like who you were and like I guess the confines of that project and the old or like that old idea yeah um it was interesting because Honestly, while I was on the ship, I didn't create that much. I was truly going to just absorb and then like literally plan right? to create later. So there'd, yeah, literally like absorb paper and like water in my paper. My main project ended up being this thing and it was a fragment from the original pitch that I had given, um, was to soak papers in Arctic waters, glacier, like snow melt, 
all these different like liquids that I could soak mm. paper in. And then I wrote on all of the pieces of paper, like, this is where it was, this is the date, and this is the type of water. And like, some things have like algae in them or like glacial sediment or whatever, um, soaked into them. And then I'll create on those. And I did not, and I still do not have like a vision of what those will turn mm. into. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing that did come from that as far as like confronting the artist I was, was honestly like a little bit of an identity crisis where it was like, I just kind of like changed so much in the last three years, like turned 30. Now I'm in my thirties. Like I moved to LA. I started doing all these different types of things. I started doing a ton of digital art. Digital art wasn't even on my radar when Mm. I applied. Like there's just so many different things that have come into my life. And I think it was a really good moment to kind of deconstruct and hopefully reconstruct. Like, what are my priorities? What do I want to see happen from my work in the next like three to five years? What do I like, what do I miss about who I was then? And what am I glad is like a part of my life now that couldn't have been without all these crazy things happening. So I think the biggest thing that I noticed when kind of putting the two next to each other is that I was such a reactive creator. Hmm. I still am. I think maybe that's some of my wiring. Maybe it's ADD. I don't know. I don't know the full source of that, but like I was just like hungry to create in response and figure it out on the paper. Hmm. And I think as I'm getting older and as I spent so much time on the Arctic, just like, like taking things in, Hmm. I realized, oh my gosh, there's a lot more that I want to do with my mind in like the processing pre putting stuff on paper I want to like be more intentional because in the process of being such a reactive creator the things I focused on the most were technicalities and like Hmm. techniques and things I could control or actively get better on and I felt like looking back just personally I was like I feel like my layout my my like what I'm actually trying to say like the subject matter is getting stripped down to just like data versus Hmm. something more and honestly i'm still in the process of figuring this all out so i don't necessarily have all the right words but i think the biggest shift was like being in the arctic and being like okay i want to like sit with what is happening here and Hmm. not just create because that's what's expected of me like come back and have all this work and like share it immediately when in reality i feel like i just need to simmer yeah process let this change me Yeah. And like, I can create while that's happening, but it doesn't have to be a public thing. It doesn't have to be the final thing. It doesn't Mm. have to be what represents my time. It can be studies. It can be sketches. It can be all these things that help me get to wherever I'm headed next on my creative journey. I don't know if any of that makes sense. No, that's totally interesting. (laughs) It's like a, it just feels like a force like entered into me and I was asked to, like, just not run, but, like, sit on a bench and take something in and, like, let it, like, really infuse into me instead of just kind of, like, chew and spit it out. Like, Mm -hmm. not let it actually become a part of my entire self. Whoa. That's so interesting. (laughs) It's so weird. (laughs) (laughs) No. Like, the being reactive and, like, the way that that, like, sorry, the way, the metaphor of chewing up and spitting out and not letting anything, like, actually infiltrate your system or change you at all 
is so interesting. Like, do you think the reactiveness in your work before, like, when you say that, do you mean, like, because I know you did a lot of, you did and probably do, like, pen and marker, like, very detailed, like, extremely detailed, very, like, long projects. You're willing to, like, work really hard and put in a lot of time to make something feel really detailed. Yeah. I I think it was, like, the reactiveness was, like, oh, I got this cool thing. Uh, I just have, like, a fragment of an idea instead of, like, sitting with it, thinking about it, doing research. I was kind of doing ugh. that same thing while I was already working on the paper. Hmm. So I was just kind of letting it evolve on the paper and felt like letting it evolve very externally instead of letting it also evolve internally with me. So I, I wouldn't go to the paper with a plan. I was going to the paper with enthusiasm, with excitement, with something that was genuinely like cool and something I wanted to share. I, I think I, I like felt like I could achieve something good with that because I was relying on technical detail and like a wow mm. factor and like t- something time consuming. So it's not that it didn't affect me, but it was I think there was also like an avoidance of vulnerability where I didn't have to put myself into something because I was only letting it be mm. on the paper and like sh- it w- felt more like a like a project report. Like I learned something cool about butterflies. Let's put all that information on a sheet of paper mm. instead of like letting it really hit my heart and create from something that feels a little less reliant on something that I know people could look at and maybe they like it, maybe they don't, but like objectively, technically they could be appreciative of it. Right. And now I feel like I'm being invited to like sit with something, be vulnerable, try new things and like not go in with like relying on things that I've relied on in the past. I think Mm. also when I got to the Arctic, I was like, I'm so sick of my work. Oof. Like I'm so unbelievably tired and burnt out on what I create. Like it's not interesting to me anymore. I don't like it. <laughs> I know that I don't feeling. I want to work on it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. it's so normal, right? Yeah. Like it, it happens to everyone. And so maybe that's part of this too, where I went in and I was like, I want to like really feel something and I want to feel like I'm scared to share it because that means that it's coming from like a place of vulnerability and like, I mean, I don't want to be scared to share it, but I'm trying to be okay with that. Like, yeah. <laughs> Whereas this this moment of just thinking through and being more intentional about what I'm creating instead of just kind of like throwing things on paper and being like, oh, I kind of like this. And like, let's just keep going with this and let's just make it huge and really detailed because it'll just work if I do those two things. Mm. And instead, maybe let things be more simple, but have like really sat with it for a long period of time and like processed what I was doing and why I was doing it. And maybe have a bunch of sketches. I've never kept a sketchbook. I finally have a sketchbook. You know, things Whoa. like that where it's like not everything I'm doing is for other people. It's a part of a process to get to something that eventually will be shared. Not that the other things will be shared. I don't know. I sound like a hot mess right now. I'm <laughs> in the midst. I'm in the throes That's good. of that... post-residency trying to figure out who I am in this <laughs> new world. That's why I wanted to talk Post-Arctic. to you because I knew like this is the moment. Like sometimes when you're growing, yeah. like that's the only time you can describe what it's like to grow. Even if it's a hot mess Even of if words. It is. Especially and... <laughs> if it is. Because at the other yeah. end of it, you'll be like, I don't know what happened, but now I make work that I really care about. And yeah. Yeah. Like, I've, I've never really had a sketchbook either. Like, I would use a sketchbook if I wanted to be like, okay, um, I've drawn birds for a really long time, so I'd be like, okay, well, if I want to make a bird... I love your birds. 
Thank you. The <laughs> if I wanted to make a bird do a certain thing or look a certain way, I would sketch it out to like, you know, get it right first. Yeah. But I never like not never, but I don't really do it to record things. And I feel like maybe it's the influence of Instagram, but I feel like if I had a sketchbook, it has to be pristinely organized, beautiful. beautiful. Every page has to be worth like a reel, like flipping through. So it's tough to make stuff in a world like that. It is. And I think it's hard to take time because then it feels like the world thinks you're not doing anything. Like, you have nothing to put out Oof. into the world to like sell or keep your business running. Like there's so many reasons to not take your time. And yeah, I still feel all of those things. Um, but I'm trying to dig deeper this time. Also, I heard a rumor that you're doing studies now of your paintings or you might be. So this is kind of yes. a similar thing. Like you might be on a similar or maybe I I'm just, hope so. you know, thinking that you're on my page because yeah. I don't want to be alone on this journey. <laughs> no, I want to be on your page so bad. Um, I feel like I, like that really resonates with me for because a long time, sorry, because for a long time I've just done that. I have an idea, I have to make it. So like for a thousand days yeah. I did that and I'm still holding on to that. That was like a few years ago, but that, that really informed the way that I work. Um, even now, if I have a big project, I'll take like... I'll give myself like two days, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I, since I make stuff much more rarely now, it, it feels like there's a lot of bursts, a lot of like sprinting is what it feels yeah. like. Um, but I've been doing, because my therapist recommended for commissions, just like sit down, set a timer, do a study and then do it again and then do it again. Yeah. And it's filling this like really this gap that has been there for me for so long that's mm. like I'll be so worried about a commission that like I don't start I don't even think about cutting the paper I just go like yeah oh like I'll in the middle of the night I'll be like oh I have to do that thing yeah and just carrying that stress around but like this is almost like an escape valve or like a pressure valve release yeah exactly yeah. and like it's really helpful <laughs> to like be able to do little little painting so I've been doing there's also a proposal due tomorrow <laughs> it's just like a very exciting yeah I'm nervous about it and this kind of makes me I'm a little bit chaotic on this idea but this makes me think of what you were talking about with like the not giving yourself enough time to like be like do a good job or be successful like I feel like I take on things that are like self-directed like nobody's asking me to reply to this proposal to respond to it and like I take it on because I go no one's asking me to do this so if I fail at it that's not you know no one no one knew yeah no one knew and yeah there's like I could like succeed at it and like what could come if I did this thing that no one was expecting me to do and I do a good job like rewards could come to me for that like if I do a good job I might get to like work on a whole show for a year if I do a good job on this That'd proposal, cool. which would be so cool. Yeah. Um, but then I end up with all of these little things like that I have to do <laughs> that that kind of add up and make it so that I don't have enough time to really process and like do a good job, I guess. But right. for the proposal, my therapist was like, okay, well, may- every day, like set 30 minutes and make a bunch of little studies of work. And then make a study of the proposal. Because it's a really short, it's like, 
it's so short. It's like 500 words max is the, yeah. So you just have to say like who you are and what your work is about. And so like, easy, 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 right? (laughs) (laughs) It's like the central question. I feel like, and so Uh, I don't know, I'm grappling with all these ideas about like, well, I really want to make experiences for people and I want to like, do I incorporate that or just do I just do what I love to do, which is create like paintings you know like I love that it's so satisfying but is that the easy way out because I like it I don't know Mm. so that's what I'm that's what I'm doing now and I'm looking at them right now I have like those like sticky things on the wall I don't want to pick up I want to see is there any way to see yes okay so this is behind my my desk there's not that many oh they're gorgeous oh my gosh I love them Uh, thank you are you gonna sell them I think so, so the other revelation was that you can sell studies. That you can sell studies. Ah, yes. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could do that. And like, you can sell anything. <laughs> anything. As long as someone will buy, you can sell it. Yeah. I guess that's maybe my fear. I feel like I'm also like, I don't know. I've been afraid of like selling, selling stuff and like, but that's that's a hump that I feel like I'm getting over soon, hopefully. Like, I'm working towards it. I believe. <sighs> Me I believe. too. Yeah. So, like, find, and finding a way, you know, I don't... How do you, how do you make work for yourself and not always quickly for other people? Yeah. I don't have a good answer for that one. Have you... Or... Like, what has it been like so far? Um, well, I think that was one of the really jarring differences between when I was accepted onto this artist residency and when I went Mm. is that when I was accepted, I was creating all self-initiated work and very little work for other people. Mm. And I was running my own shop and all these things. And I really transitioned out of that and into doing primarily work for other people Mm -hmm. and doing very little work for myself. And I've enjoyed that transition for a number of reasons, but I really miss creating time for my own work Mm. and my partner and I talk about this all the time but like the end of the day even if you have time your creative bucket is like just completely empty because you've put it all in towards like other people's stuff so even if you have the time you just don't have the right kind of energy to like initiate new projects that give you life yeah. Um, especially starting. I feel like if you had started one, mm. you'd be like, okay, I can just kind of like roll on this. My next but... step and the next little tiny step. Yeah. Yeah. But to like birth something versus working with like a toddler age project is mm. like hard. It's, it's extra. It's unique energy. So I'm, I'm figuring that out and I don't fully know how to do that. Um, having finished this really big commission, that has given me time in the day that I didn't have beforehand. I was Holy working smokes. on that in the mornings um, for like two to three hours. and For like one and a half years. Kind of... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, so it was five by seven feet, right? Pen and marker. Yep. Pen and marker, yep. Yep, took so long. So excited that it turned out the way it did. The client yeah. is amazing. She's so nice, so happy that she has it now. Oh. Um, But I think it was kind of like my goodbye to that for like a while too. Like not because I didn't enjoy working on it, but I was like, oh, I'm ready to like, this is my third one. Like I'm, I'm ready to Mm. 
shift gears and just try, see what happens if I like challenge myself in new ways. But yeah, yeah, now that window is open. And so I have this like time in the morning where I'm like, what do I do? Like, it's like this, like, fear of blank page is, like, Ooh. back. It's like, uh-huh. I got over this when I was a dean. What's going on? Like, oh. and, and it's just trying to figure it out. But I'm trying. I'm actually, like, working on painting. I found that, like, switching a medium can kind of help me Ooh. move and think in new directions. So I'm working in watercolor. And actually, weirdly, all of my current client projects are painting, too. They're all murals. So I'm doing, like, wow. large-scale acrylic mural paintings. And then for myself, I'm doing um, watercolor studies. Ooh. <laughs> studies. Studies. <laughs> studies. In the sketchbook? Um, Is that where they're going? In the sketchbook, but they're also... I was going to see if I had it mm-hmm. nearby. No, I don't have it nearby. But um, Dang. I've been just doing I went to a museum recently shout out to museums I have not been <laughs> to one in so long and I walked in and I was just like oh my gosh I've been like missing creative input like seeing what other people Ooh. are doing wow but by what other people are doing like most of the time I'm just like at my computer doing client work and mm-hmm. it's so good to get some infusion alongside the arctic infusion <laughs> of yeah. like what people are up to and thinking about tools and mediums in new ways and the way that they see things and stuff so I've been doing I've been taking pictures of just like moments and painting them Mm. so like one is just like this window with like a bunch of plants from one of my brother's windows in his New York apartment and then I'm doing one where I was just like at a happy hour by myself just sitting and drinking a glass of wine I'm gonna paint that one too Mm. because it's gonna teach me things and they're just like these little moments that Uh. Sorry, this is such a tangent. I no. can't even remember how we got on here, but it's it's like such a weird thing when you start to realize like, oh, I want to create personal work with my time. Now I don't know what to create because I'm trying to move out of what is familiar and into something new and trying to <sighs> fuel that with like creative innovation is really tricky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay, I'm ready for something big. Like I'm ready. Like I, you yeah. know, I put... I felt it in my last project, right? That yeah, that it was time, big time, just time. Yeah, but now that void, like that's, I feel like that transition space. I feel it when I change jobs. I felt it when I yeah move or before. There's like a big thing that I feel like is going to change everything. I go, this is the like last moment where I'm not going to know what happens next and how yeah. special that is. <laughs> like this is. This is this, like, this extra space. Yeah. Which is kind of cool to think about. But it is a little stressful because it feels like scrambling. Like, that was one time when I was scrambling, I panicked and, like, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but, like, took a trip to, like, build mud houses with some guy on some island. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. That was, like, a response to, like, empty space. Yeah. It was something. It was that's definitely big, something. That's a big, like, leap yeah. towards something to find inspiration. But I do think that sometimes that kind of, like, shift leaves a vacuum for you to do something like that. And it yeah. does influence whatever your journey is. I thought that the Arctic was going to be that, but I came back being more like, oh, oh more void. I'm just at Let's the figure. beginning. We're stripping away more things. <laughs> yeah. And infusing more things, but I just don't know what they're going to look like. So I get that. And I think you're right. Like that void does 
feel expansive and it's not forever. There was one point where I was telling John Mark and I was just like, this is what I feel like. I feel like I'm rowing in an ocean. The water's calm. It's not scary. There is literally nothing in sight on any side of me. So I'm just rowing, hoping I see land Uh. at some point and get there. And I know that the best thing I can do is keep rowing. (laughs) That this will eventually end. Yeah. That's like the place that I feel like I'm in where there's just no compass bearing. I mean, there's not no compass bearing, but like there's no land. You don't know if you're going north, south. Right. There's not really a direction. (laughs) Yeah. That's a juicy metaphor. Or there's a vague one. Mm. What would but what do you think is the vague one? I think to simplify for me hmm. to not do projects that take me a year and a half, but to do uh, projects that are like maybe shorter span on paper, but like really intentional. Hmm. I don't know. Do you want to see one of the Yes. Are on? you kidding? Uh, yes. <laughs> I think I don't I don't know how it affects our audio if I share an image but probably uh, fine i'll add this image into the chat it's like so when i was on the ship i ended up with these um tools (gasps) that i've never worked with so like a brush pen gray pen like i tried to like stay in my field but like use something new Hmm. and um because i was using a brush pen i couldn't get the detail that i normally do in a drawing and Mm. i had to work more quickly and more decisively and so I, and then I also had watercolor, which I'm really excited about moving into watercolor. And so I've been using the same tools that I had while I was working on the ship, but post and like just doing studies of landscapes and stuff. So they're brush pen with watercolor. This is um, stunning. You like it's it? It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Like I. Oh, thanks. I'm, I, I'm like speechless. I'm speechless. Like really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. so. Okay. Well, it looks like. To me, it looks like a rock or a mountain, and I can see there's a little line of, like, water underneath. Yeah. Um, and there's snow on it. It's like a snow-colored, col- snow, not colored, and not covered, but it's just beautiful. It reminds me of your sort of Auslander stuff. Yeah. Um, because of the way, the like, I, I was looking at your sketches, and it's like, it has the rocky and all of the, like, very fine attention to detail. Like, it's very realistic. Very beautiful. You're so kind. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I'm, like, terrified to share this stuff, so you what? were really, like, a <laughs> guinea pig in this very Why? moment, so thank you. But I was definitely not anticipating such enthusiasm, um, so thank you for that. It's beautiful. Uh, but it's so different from what I've done, and it's hmm. way more, like, muted and simple and um, oh, stark, okay. and I think that that's... It's not that it's not using things that I'm normally, like, mentally, like, choices. I'm making the same kinds of choices, but I'm not doing, like, cross-hatching and hatching for... 12 hours to make this landscape whoa they take me a day instead of like months you know and that's huge it's huge but it also like makes me go well then what's their value what's like you know like time has always been the value that i've been putting into my work you know and so it's it's just a lot of new interesting wow what is the value journeys what is the value and i think they're worth a lot because to me they're a new beginning a new start it's a culmination of what almost almost a decade of like doing creative work and like choosing to pivot but using what I've learned to like pivot yeah but then also this crazy experience being in a landscape that's unlike anything else I've ever seen in my life 
yeah. and trying to like let it influence you. It's so weird. Have you done a residency? No, I haven't. Uh, okay. I I don't know what that would be. It's your next like. proposal. Yeah, that's my <laughs> next proposal. I think like I don't know. That's so interesting to be like. To me, it's interesting that you go, okay, here's what I have. And while you're there, you're using, this is ink. That's what you said, right? Yep, like, well, brush pen. While you're there, you're using brush pen and watercolor. And so when you come back, you use that same material. And just the way that, like, not having to do cross-hatching saves so much time. Like, that, <laughs> like, that feels so abundant to me. <laughs> To be like, because this is a beautiful yeah. thing. Like, it does not matter. I do not miss it. I do not miss cross-hatching in this this yes. thing, right? That's like, what I wanted to hear. Like, yeah. This looks like a work of art and without being informed by any of your other... Like, it stands alone, you know? Hmm. Well, thank you. That means a lot. I'll keep you, I'll keep you posted on what yes. I start into. I've keep got, sending like, me stuff. <laughs> Four of them. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, I will send you some sketchbook stuff too because I do think it's cool to be with other artists in that phase of like, oh, I'm in I'm in the, what is it called? Like pupa stage or the chrysalis stage mm -hmm. where you're like, I'm back in a cocoon. I chose, I was a hungry caterpillar. I'm back in the cocoon. <laughs> and I know I'm about to like move into new phase and it's good, but this like stage makes it feel like you're standing still, even though you're not. You're truly, like, transforming in that moment. But, like, no one on social media knows what's up. Like, unless you <laughs> post a sappy photo and, like, tell everyone, like, I'm changing. <laughs> Wait for me. <laughs> yeah. And I think... So, also, I... You know, social media is always there. There's always that ever-present, like, looming thing. Yeah. And as a person who makes stuff on social media... It's hard to change when yeah. you feel like everybody expects you to be a certain way. So, like, what is that like for you? Like, how are you experiencing that? Uh, well, I think it's caused anxiety. And I've shared less as a result. Like, mm. normally I would share sketches. I'd share process. The five pieces I have done in that style would long be out mm. in the world um but i think i'm holding them really closely because i know that this is the right part of whatever this transformative process is for me and i don't want voices encouraging or discouraging mm. that oh sorry <laughs> no why are you sorry? no it's like it's just a true like i am so sensitive to people's likes or dislikes totally. and that has really influenced my work to the point that I like lose a sense of my taste, my thoughts, my mm. ideas, because I'm just so focused on other people's Ugh, totally. impressions or responses. Mm -hmm. And that's something I'm trying to shed. And maybe that's part of the reason why I'm just creating differently now mm. is because I'm realizing that I've like lost a sense of self in my work. And now I'm doing that again, but it feels really vulnerable and also like, not just vulnerable because, oh, what if they don't like it? But also vulnerable to be like, well, can I stay on my path if I share it and people don't Ooh. like it? Or they respond so well that you're like, okay, well, this is just all I'm doing instead of continuing stop here. on the journey. Yeah. So it's this really 
that's kind of where I'm at, where I'm like, ooh, I like really kind of want to share. I'm really terrified to share. And I'm also not sure what happens with the, the growing process if I share and get a reaction of any kind or no react. Like what, yeah, what happens yeah. when you start adding people's opinions into this, into this recipe? <laughs> yeah, totally. Like you want to be able to be, feel a little more secure in like, Maybe that's not the right word, but I know what you mean, feeling like anybody could pull you off of your track or even the act, like, you know, when you set a goal and you're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, like, walk around the block every day this week. And then just by saying that to somebody, you get, like, a little hit of, like, oh, I'm doing, yeah. I'm a good person. I'm going to do this. And I've almost <laughs> already done it. So now I don't yep. have to do it anymore. <laughs> like, yep. Yep. It, it's a psychological battle and yeah. you don't know how that person's reaction or you telling someone is going to affect your journey. And yeah, how do you, how do you, as you're in like a new phase, how has sharing that process Ugh. and creating this new work influenced your transformative creative journey? I think it's been hard because I'm still holding on to a lot of like, I don't know, like I still feel a responsibility in a way to bird strips. Like I still feel mm -hmm. like I should be making bird art. Um, and I love birds still, <laughs> you know, like I love all this stuff. They're pretty cool. Yeah. They're pretty yeah. cool. And when I start telling stories, like for Patreon, I've been telling more like longer form stuff. Um, and like, I've been working with ink, which has been really cool. Cause it's kind of like fun. watercolor. I don't know. It's just fascinating. Like, it feels like a very intuitive medium to me. And it feels really juicy to work with. And it makes me feel like I'm drawing for, like, The New Yorker or something. Because it's got those, That's like... Awesome. Yeah. It feels really special. Um, but I think because of that sense of, like, responsibility, I don't know how to share the stuff that I've been working on. Um, but as I'm doing these studies, I'm also doing other things. Like, I... I think it's hard because I'm realizing that there's a few things that I really care about. And one of them is painting mm -hmm. and like telling stories and making art. Like I like that, but I also like, I'm really getting into more sewing stuff lately. And so cool. like, that's kind of on a different plane and feels more personal too. Like it's harder to share. Like I really want to share, like I've been making bras. I'm in a bra making mentorship which has been really that cool. That is so cool. Um, yeah. And it, it's, man, there's nothing like mentorship. Like, there's nothing like having someone be like, I think you need to do this next. And you go, oh, oh wow. <laughs> and you get to see why instead of like, because before this, I tried to make, I think I made, I was trying to make a pattern and I made 11 bras and none of them fit. But now I am better at making them. So like, that's one aspect. And then there's also this aspect that's like, I can teach dance. Like, I love being in front of people. I love um, teaching about, like, partner dancing and connection. And I also, like, I think I could teach choreography. And I'm, I want to host this dance. It's tonight, which is kind of scary. Um, so awesome. Yeah. But it's, it's based on a dance that I went to in Montreal that was, like, completely dark. Like, no lights at all. And then, Whoa. I know. And so they had this, like, 75-minute playlist or whatever. And just, like every song was a little different. Like maybe there's some old school, like R and B and like some 
like more dancing stuff and some classics, like some ACDC, some like a little bit of everything. And then everyone just gets this little glow in the dark sticker for like the front and the back, like a little piece of tape. And then all you can see is these like dots bouncing around to the beat in the dark. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. And I think like these are the first in real life things that I've done in a long time where I get to facilitate that like creativity and that joy and that like freedom. And I'm so into that. But like, I'm feeling like there's no container. Like there's no container that can hold me all at once. Mm. And um, I don't know what to do with that because I think just like feeling like um, if I don't spend as much time on this, is it valuable? If I only take one day as opposed to, you know, a year, is it still valuable? It's like, if I can't share this, or like, if I can't be seen all at once, is it, like, where where is the value? If I can't share this on social media, if I can't share who I am and like what I'm becoming, then, I don't know, that's kind of a new unarticulated thought, but like, it's kind of tough. Like, I feel a bit lost in some ways because I'm in so many different directions. I I understand that and resonate with that, especially when I'm trying to write an artist statement or an artist bio, and they're like, who are you? What do you do? And I'm like, well, let me tell you the million things that I do and that I love and that I think are cool. Yeah. But you want to know the, the big holistic one thing yeah. or how they all tie together or you don't want to hear my list. And I think sometimes I like as you were talking, I was like, I wonder if we've made like social media, the container that we're trying to fit Ugh. into the thing that like holds everything. Mm-hmm. We're not down on social media. And I don't mean that as a negative thing, but I wonder if that's part of the reason why we like feel like we're always spilling out mm. where it's like, Oh, but these things don't fit. So how do I make them fit in this like feed? Yeah. <laughs> so that other people know who I am and what I'm up to in a way that feels true to me. Yeah. But there's still constraints that we're defining ourselves, but like to the whims of other people too, and what you think that they would want. Like what you were saying about like not wanting to share something because you think that you're you might be influenced or pulled off course. Yeah, it's like it feels like that all the time. Yeah, by likes, by resharing, yeah. by comments I feel like for me I'm still in that phase that is bef- like just before that where it's like I'm making stuff for other people and so it's yeah. it happens before I even put it online like I haven't gone into myself and made my own thing and been like okay I'm really here here I go like oh. yeah like what I guess it's not as simple as saying like what could I say that uh people would like but it's like oh how am I gonna tell this story in a palatable way. It's like a filter. It becomes a filter, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wild thing to figure out, like, because you should have influences, right? Like, you were talking about how mentorship is so powerful and community is so powerful. And, like, you are meant to share your work with people, I think, in most Mm. stages of your creative process, like, not just when it's finished, but figuring out who gets the right level of input and power to shift your direction or speak into that process is really tricky. And I think for those of us flying by the seat of our pants and just trying to make this thing happen, it's easy to just throw things out into the world. Mm. 
see what sticks, and then let that point us in the directions that we need to go yeah. with a little dash of what we actually care about. <laughs> but like, you know, I, I, I do think that's something that I wish there were more creative spaces that you could find yourself in more naturally to have creative dialogue and conversation around the work that you're actively creating and with people that you trust and admire. And Yeah. Because I think, like, that element of trust is so interesting. Like, the difference in trust between, like, this mentorship and, like, Instagram is, like, super different. Like, I show up, we have, like, one-on-ones where I, like, take my shirt off and show her this bra that I've made, which is see-through. It's a see-through bra. (laughs) Or she, like, looks at, she's like, oh, like, the shape is, like, this way, and so it should be like this, or, like... Yeah. So there's, like, a vulnerability there, but also, like, there's a trust that she... Yeah. knows what she's talking about. I'm not, like, showing this, like, vulnerability to somebody who's going to go, mm, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, they, like, I feel like I trust that she knows and can support me in how to go forward because she's made all of these mistakes herself. And even, like, so that's one aspect of it is, like, this one-on-one thing. And then there's a small group, which is, like, ten people. And we all, like, meet... And it's okay, I don't really like these group kinds of things, but it is a special space where there's some trust, and people go, this is what I'm working on, and this is where I'm stuck, mm. and, like, let me show you. <laughs> and yeah. so, like, it's yeah, it's a very, I don't want to say sacred, but, like, special and, like, trusted place. And, like, that's a safety that I don't feel everywhere, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really special thing. I'm so glad you have that. Me too. I like I didn't realize how special it was going to be and now I'm like, okay, this is only a year long. Like what am I going to do afterwards? Yeah. And like how do I I don't know. It's just so special. Mentorship is so special and I I want more of it, I think. Or cuz it feels like community, like trusted community, I guess. Yeah. Feels like tapping into like the healthiest version of human community yeah like we're meant to be interconnected not everybody about everything but there are meant to be like passing down of knowledge guiding like yeah empowerment encouragement mm-hmm. <laughs> critique is a part of it yeah like yeah like a hundred percent and i think like maybe like me maybe me i try to get that from social media for yeah, a long I think time. Most of us do. Yeah. Cause it's but it's not it's so public, it's not safe in that same way. Even though I I feel safe online, like nobody ever bothers me. No one ever comes into my corner of the internet and goes, You suck you know. But yeah. Like on some level, other people's opinions, like flippant opinions, is like the, like a source of unsafety. Yeah. Hmm. Protecting your Protecting your creative work, I guess. It's that. I don't know. I think it's... I think it's a phase. Maybe it's not for everyone. Mm. I don't think I felt like I needed that in other stages of my life as much as I feel like I need it in the stage of who I am right now and what I'm creating and what I'm processing right now. I think some people hold on to that maybe too long and then never share. (laughs) Mm. And get stuck in the fear of sharing fear of diving in, committing and valuing their work, but I do feel like 
there's this balance where like if you do only share and you never protect what you're creating you're not guiding the ship as much as you think mm. you are like on your creative journey if if it's just open to public opinion and yeah likes or even what sells but i mean i think we talked about this the last time like selling is important and it keeps you making things and yeah it's just such a complicated it's so complicated it is because that's a reasonable thing to want to make things other people like yeah and i love doing that yeah (laughs) i love selling work yeah yeah it feels really good like the reason that i wanted to do this proposal at all was because and i i mentioned this in the last episode but i sold a couple pieces in the gallery over the summer so amazing Ah! and like for that i was like like, because of that, I felt like, oh, like, maybe, maybe this could be a thing that I could actually do. Like, maybe I could, yeah. if I committed myself to this thing that I really love, um, maybe I could do something with it. But that is also me at the whim of external factors, like, you know, like, yeah. deciding that I want to continue doing it because I experienced some like positive feedback which is a good thing like that isn't bad or wrong it's just this complicated mixed salad of like i want to sell things so i can keep doing this also it feels good and i want my work to matter to other people Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. have a home in other people's places like that is good that's all positive i just don't want to become so enticed by that where i don't Hmm. stay true to my own creative journey Right? Like, that's, like, this weird balance system where you can get too enamored with the other things and then you stop growing as a creative individual. Yeah. Even while you're growing, like, this is something I've just been telling myself, like, I'm still doing client work. I'm still getting hired to do all the things that I'm personally pretty sick of doing. Mm. That's okay. Mm -hmm. I do them. I just need to find a way to still do the other stuff. If I'm only doing that and I'm not growing, then I'm sacrificing whatever this journey is going to be and it feels important. Hmm. So if I... But I also have to pay rent. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's not like the other thing has to disappear. Right. And it's not that that work is bad or meaningless or anything. It's just I want to grow. I feel stagnant. I want to shoot off in this direction. Yeah. So I think it's... I hear so many people, like, poo-poo selling or, like like it's selling out or something and I I don't feel that way at all I just also feel that like what we've been talking about that like need to protect your own creative journey Mm -hmm. so that it's not the only thing dictating how you grow because other people aren't going to know like oh it's time for you to grow they're just going to be like I like it or I don't like it and like they move on with their lives Mm -hmm. but for you that's all of your time this is your creative expression this is your business this is your livelihood like or your passion if maybe all of the above like it matters when you cultivate that in specific ways or yeah or don't it's interesting to think like no one's going to tell you when it's time to grow because when people like it's like when your friend like this is a i don't know uh, an example it's just an example but like if you decide to like get sober stop drinking and your friends like like drinking and like you when you're drinking and like yeah feel confronted by like you stopping like it's just um i mean to say that people are invested in how you are yes and that's tough sometimes <laughs> yeah and very few people in your life or at least in my experience 
a very few people, the people closest to you are going to be the ones who have the most capacity, hopefully, for you to be all the things you're going to be throughout mm. your life. Because the reality is, is you won't stay yeah. stagnant. Nothing stays stagnant and stays healthy. Nothing. No. Like, no plant, no animal, no landscape. Like, nothing. No business. Like, you're meant to grow and change and evolve and, like, find your new branches, your new limbs, your new soil, whatever you need to do. Like, you you can't stay stagnant. But a lot of people, like you said, are just invested in who you are at the moment. And once you start changing, mm-hmm. it really can create conflict. And I, th- I feel like I hear that. I mean, I love bird strips, but if you're doing all these other things and you're like, oh, but I need to stay this way to keep, like, this part of who I am alive and this relationship I built with people alive because I don't know that it can change with me, Mm -hmm. that's got to be really challenging. Yeah, it's tough. And I feel like I felt it for a long time. I don't know what to do about it because I still love it. Like, it's not so simple as being like you know, I hate this now. I'm embarrassed by the work that I did. I want to distance myself from this part of myself. It's not even like that. Like, it's like, I love this. When I do it, I still love it. I don't do it very often because I do so many other things. Yeah. Um, So I'm just kind of carrying it, I think. And it's hard to go through without just making a decision of some kind, like a, not even a clean break, but like a clean something. But maybe that's just part of the the process. And I think, like, what you were saying before about, like, selling, you still got to sell stuff, you know? And, like, that is also, I think, part of protecting your creative self. Because, like, in order to make stuff, you have to eat food. And, like... Yeah. Have a roof over your yeah. Place to put your brushes. Yeah. 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 It's a big old journey that we're all on trying to figure out yeah. the balance and... Not just in time, but in our focus and yeah, energy. And I think, like, something that I've been realizing is that, like, um, I don't mean to talk about the same shit all the time, but I got this landscape book that I talked about last week. It's called, like, yes. Landscape Painting. Uh, it's by Mitchell so Albala. It's so good. But I think, like, when looking through that book, what I realized was, like, I don't see how other people do things very often and like how I guess profoundly changing it is to see other people do stuff like even like making bras like part of the course was like videos on like how she alters patterns or how she like sews all the pieces together and stuff and like just watching somebody else do that is so big (laughs) like instead of I don't know what I'm doing other times, just, like, scrambling. But you can see, like, the potential and, like, all of your options. Because I think when you just, you live in a shell, you don't see very many options. And I, like, that's why maybe museums are so amazing, right? Or, like, art galleries to, like, go see. Yeah. And talk to other people about, like, what they're working on. and It it can be really influential to see what people can do with the same kind of ideas but Mm. they create something totally different and not that you're going to create the same thing then but you you it does it like unlocks things it's like if i could figure out how to do something similar to that what could i use that for Hmm. how could i take my idea and take it somewhere completely new yeah yeah 
I, I think it's cool that you talk about like creating stories through painting and, and creating experiences for people. One of the things that I was the most drawn to in the museum, I was just at the Met in, in New York and they had these beautiful watercolors of just like an armoire or like mm. a bookshelf, hmm. but from another time. I'm going to see if I have them Ooh. stored. Oh, I do. Okay. I'm going to share them Ooh. with you because they're so beautiful, but they feel so simple, but they're so moody. Ooh. And I felt like so impacted by how just like a corner or a tiny bit of someone's room Ooh. was worth this person's time and energy to really, really invest in these tiny paintings. I mean, they're not very big. They're like six by nine, maybe. Wow. And they're just like falsely simple like they look simple mm. but they're absolutely not and i feel like your work does this same thing where it captures this moment i mean the little bit that i could see from that wall study from a ways back through a screen but even just seeing that like the way you use shadow the way that you use color you're like inviting people into experiences and places that they can envision themselves or remember themselves having mm. their own version of that experience and there's something so powerful to that even if it's small, even if it's a study, I'm guessing these were meant to be studies and not meant to be in a museum, and yet here they are. <laughs> the person's like, comes back as a ghost, and they go, what the fuck, what the man? Fuck? <laughs> what, who did this to me? <laughs> Somebody sold me out. <laughs> <laughs> or just like, you liked these. Oh. My paintings that I worked on for years, you don't like but these. These, these yeah. little, like, they're so... Like, ordinary and lovely. Yeah. Aren't they beautiful? Because they've got I like... the shadow and, like, they're light yeah. and, like, they feel delicate. Yeah. And there's, like, those hints of, like, sun hitting the wall or the glass. Mm. I just, yeah, found them really, really pretty. They're very accurate in, like, perspective and all of that, but just the feel of them was so, so good. Ugh. Yeah. So I'm really excited about what you're doing. Thanks for saying so. I liked what you said about, like, inviting people into a moment or, like, bringing them into that place and inviting them to think about their own experience. Because, like, when I was trying to... Because the thing that I did to write the proposal was I just vomited words, just 500 words worth of just, yes. I, like, I my work is this. I think that, like... I am an impressionist painter, blah, blah, blah. This is what I, I seek to capture moments, not just how they are, how they look, but how they feel. Like, I'm like trying to like, that was, that hit exactly what it was, like what it feels like to actually be there. Yeah. And I think, like you were talking earlier about doing studies of like moments and like, we are so on the same page. <laughs> like I, yes. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Like I love. I love that. I'm finding, like, most of my work, like, you know, four out of seven of the these studies are of paths. Like, because I'm just always on a... If I'm walking somewhere and I'm taking a picture, of, I like trees and I like shadows and I like paths. And so I paint a lot of those. But then my other stuff I'm finding is, like, because moments make me think of, like, Instagram. Not that they should, but, like, I feel like the paintings that I'm making are, like, Instagram paintings. But, like, this one, my mom took of these like guys three oh i love that. it's so sweet they were just sitting on the dock like just being friends and like i love that 
it's lovely. And I, um, it just feels, I, I'm worried that it feels like Instagram. Like, I'm worried that what I want to paint is, like, things that I would post on Instagram. But this is my dog. It looks like a fox because my color didn't. Oh, but, I love that. Oh, the color in those uh, bushes. Gorgeous. It's, like, sage around him and there's, like, a path. He's on a path. And there's like I love sage. Yeah, it's just yeah lovely, and I'm I'm just really enjoying it, and like tree shadows, and like seeing what's in that landscape book, and like all the different ways of like composing something that I've never really yeah. got to think about. It's really exciting to be like, oh, because one of the things yeah. that the landscape book is saying is like that I haven't really done much with, but they showed a bunch of examples of like cropping a landscape mm-hmm. to show just like one kind of focal point. Yeah. And, like, I wasn't doing that before. I would just paint kind of, like, the whole thing. Like, I would take a picture and be like, okay, here's my picture. But now I, like, I can zoom in. Instead of putting the path in the middle, I can zoom in and put the path on the side. Like, this was a much bigger... This was actually a video of, like, a dust devil. I love that. Thank you. Uh, It's, like, kind of a pasture. There's, like, green grass, and then there's trees, and there's shadows, and blue sky. But... It was such a bigger picture. It had to be out like this. But then to be able to zoom in and be like, oh, how much more magnetic is that image if it has the focal point of, like, these trees? Like... Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's really, really cool. I'm in a special thing. Yeah. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, I I think it's so interesting. I've never thought about it this way, but, like, some of the art that I'm the most drawn to, whether it's photography, painting, whatever, is always a moment Mm. like it's not usually the stuff that is similar to what I would create it's always these like moments of like where you can kind of transfer your mind mentally out of your body and into that like a moment because it's relatable enough but it's also new Mm. so you're giving people these new moments these new experiences because they're relatable but in new places and seeing new things so like when you're on a path you've created this beautiful image where you're using colors that are both true, but also not the ones that maybe people like think of when they're like, I'm on a path. I see green. Yeah. And you're like, no, you know what kind of green you see? <laughs> this green. Yeah. And also there's some pink and purple. Yeah, there's, there's lots some of pink. purple. <laughs> there's so much of those colors that people miss. And so you're giving these people this opportunity to step into a moment, a vibe, an experience, like it's curated, it's safe. Mm. It's like relaxing. It's restful. And it's so familiar because people know what it's like to be on a path with trees Mm -hmm. at golden hour or midday or whatever, that they can find like a mental moment of like breathing in that, but it's still new. And I feel like that's so powerful and so cool. Um, So I'm really excited to see these studies continue and see if they remain small or if they start to get bigger or I don't know, but um, I think that's really interesting. I, I won't do it right now while we're recording, but I do have to talk about this one image that I saw on the mat, which is like a tree, but it's like when light is coming through the tree. So the tree is super dark, but Ugh. then there's these really bright, like orange shadows Ugh. in the tree. Yeah. So the painting's really dark, but you feel that moment of like, it's a hot day and you see this tree and you see the light coming through and you know, there's like shelter there. And Overall, it's being completely overlooked by everybody else, you know, but it's framed. It is, like, celebrated in this frame, and I don't know. It was really 
That's really cool. That's a stunning <laughs> mental image of like. Yeah, the, I'll send you a picture yes. if I still have it. It was really, really stunning. And I feel like you capture some of that magic where you're both like celebrating mm. things that are overlooked and giving people an opportunity to enter into these moments that may not be the things that they remember from their walk, but could be. Hmm. Could be the things that they like go on a walk now and like sit and go like, oh man. I just get to like soak up this like peace, this light, this color, this experience, this quiet. Like I feel like I'm pumped for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for reflecting that stuff because I find like I'm trying to write that proposal and I'm just having such a hard time. Um but that it means a lot to hear what you think of, you know, the work. I mean, based on those studies, I think if you want help, I'll, I'll just write everything <laughs> that I saw in there and just send it your way and use whatever you want. Because oh. I think you have a solid proposal there. Thank you. I, oh, I, I'm scrambling. Like, part of me feels like I'm not going to finish it. It feels very, like, complex, but I really want to. But I... Yeah. So maybe I'm going to send you an email after this and be like, can you look at this and tell me what you think? Yes. Okay. Yes, Um, do it. But one thing about moments, like I've done some, like a lot, I guess a lot of thinking about like joyful memories and like thinking back to those moments in your life where you felt like that glittery, like exuberance and like that fullness and that like, Mm. you know, uh, electricity. (laughs) Um, of, like, feeling, like, so alive and bringing those moments, like, one of the pictures that I painted for a show in the summer was, like, jumping off of a dock and just that, like, moment. It's, like, that transitional moment they were talking about earlier, like, right before everything changes, like, right before you jump into the water and it's cold. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. You're just, like... You're just in the air. Ah! Yeah. (laughs) And, like, how special that is and, like, I... I'm trying to incorporate those things without making them too personal as to be unrelatable, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's, Mm -hmm. I think, my struggle is, like, how do I make this not... I don't know. How do I make this so that anybody can put themselves into it? Yeah. And I think, also, there's this element of, like, looking at what other people think and being like, okay, if I take this, like, this painting with the trees and the path and the meadow... And, like, we were mountain biking that day. So, like, if I put mountain bikes in that photo, it's suddenly more relatable to some people and less relatable to other people. Like, as a path, it's, like, a just a thing that anybody can... Everybody's walked on a path. <laughs> but, like... Yeah. You know, not everybody Truly. sees, you know, bikes and feels happy. So... <laughs> yeah. And then, like, where do you land on that line of, like, how do I not pander... Like, which of them is pandering, even? I don't know. Both kind of are. (laughs) One is just pandering to a more general audience, I guess. Yeah. That's so interesting. I feel like if I was going to advise, and this is not something you should take because I don't want to influence you if you're supposed to head in another direction. I'm for it. But I really think the idea, the consistency of paths in your work Mm. is becoming like a part of your visual language. And so to start throwing things that create, like, a sense of time or a sense of place. Mm. Like, if you start adding bikes, if you start adding, like, other kinds of, like, mechanisms or technologies, then it it focuses the viewer out of Hmm. this timelessness, this, like, undefined location. You start to 
infuse like, well, that's a bike that was existing in like the 2020s, mm. you know, like you start to create this time and place that you can, if that's what you want people to focus in on and you want to truly document a time and a place, which isn't wrong, Ooh, but I think so you have this ability to create something that is timeless, is a location that maybe was done in Canada, but resonates with someone literally anywhere, the UK, Midwest, West Coast, like Whoa. anywhere. Um, and I think that has like a power to it. And, and a more invitational quality, which sounds true to like what you hmm. have been talking about your, your hope might be for you. Oh life. my God. That is so moving to hear about like, uh, moving isn't the right word. I feel moved, but like the idea of <laughs> timelessness <laughs> and like the contrast between like when you start to add more specific details, because I think I was using the word relatable, which is almost meaningless. Like that's almost a meaningless word. But, like, the word timeless, that could, like, this could be from any place in time. Like, even these kids, like, these boys sitting on the dock. I know that's specific because there's, a, you know, but, like, the dock isn't, it was a plastic dock, but it doesn't look like it was a plastic dock. Like, you can't no. tell. And, like, boys always wore shorts. They're only from the back. It's not yeah. like they're wearing Speedos. Could they're not in a specific country. Like, could literally be from any era that had people wearing shorts shorts for bathing suits yeah and it, like their hairstyles aren't distinct in a way that you could tell that's so interesting i feel like that is a really important like thank you for pointing that out i feel like that's a good solid like foundational piece that i didn't even think of yeah well now you get to choose you get to say like yeah. oh actually the time and place is important to me or mm. actually my work is meant for anyone at any time and i don't want people to be thinking about anything that relates to this time because this time is hard or like mm. you know you can like create decisions based on that yeah if you want like you get that factors into like what you choose to paint or not or yeah and like even into your proposal if you're like my goal is to create these pockets that people at any time and any place in life can like enter into because it's relatable enough, but it's not reminding them of hmm. anything that's associated with their current day to day, but it's familiar. Like hmm. I want to create those spaces and celebrate those spaces. So I remove things that are based on place and time or you're like this time matters and it exists. So I want to document it. So mm. I'm including mountain bikes, things that aren't normally painted, but like are important to me and important to a lot of other people and culturally like have done this in this area, whatever, like you can go in either direction, Oof. but you get to be intentional about it and you get to make it a part of your visual language and you get to make it a part of like who you are as an artist and you can always switch. Yeah. But like, you have a choice. That is so juicy. Because I feel like before I was like, okay, so I could put I could put someone in here if I wanted. But, like, without thinking about what it actually means to do so. Man, you just blew my mind. So thank you for informing <laughs> the next, like, year of my work. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if I should get that one yeah. started. But I just, I'm excited to see what you choose and how you continue to develop mm. this process thank you it's exciting i yeah and i love i also love documenting i'm excited about documenting it just feels so abundant yeah. to that choice feels like a very abundant choice to have it is and you can play with both and see what you like 
do another study of the same thing, but put in the mountain bikes. Oh, See what you fuck. like. That's brilliant. I just got, so I got, um. Like, I didn't even think, it, so I'm so not wired to think of practice things. <laughs> like, I'm very like, go all the way in. Yep. Uh, don't look back. Just uh, do it, and then it will be done, and it is a finished piece of work. There is no, you're not allowed to ruminate on it. You're not yep. allowed to, like... I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really easy to do this for someone else. It's way harder to do it for yourself. I'm so glad we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. So, the, I got, because I was thinking, because I planned this dance. Just one day, it just felt like the right day, and I started inviting people to this dance. And that started, like, planting the seed that, like, I can just invite people to things. Like, this dance mm -hmm. is, like, one thing that's, like, it can appeal to a lot of people where painting is, like, a little bit different. Not everybody wants to paint. But this is, like, the first step towards teaching, like, painting classes because I love that. Yeah. So I got um, a bunch of, like, Bristol board, which cool. is just thicker because I didn't want to use, like, printer paper. But I was thinking I could cut it up into pieces and use it in a painting class. But I've been painting on it. And so I cut them into like, I just, I guess I had a nine by 12 and I, yeah, and I cut it into quarters. So I have just these like photo sized four and a half by six or something. And it's perfect. I just cut them and then paint on them. And then I just have this stack and it's so short. Like I feel like with big paintings, they take so long. But yeah. You can paint. Also like. They're photo size. Yeah. You're capturing moments, but you're painting them in photo size. Yes. Include that in your proposal, too. <laughs> yes. Ah. And I, so part of me was thinking for this exhibit, I, I was just like looking around for something that like spoke to me about like what to do, because I've never done something like that. I've never filled a whole room before. And like... Very exciting. Oh. And I was just getting excited looking at things like that were small, but many. Like, people would make, like, I would, looked at somebody who was making a batch kind of painting where they would they would tape out a whole bunch of stuff, and then they would use a roller, and they'd paint all the grass, they'd paint all the little horizon, they'd paint all the clouds, and they'd all be slightly different. Mm -hmm. And then to see them all displayed together as, like, a... It's just fascinating. Or, like, people who do... There's, I think, Brie Custer does these, like... She did... A series of a hundred and then she hung them on the wall just in her house I think wow and it was just this beautiful little like one a day kind of thing but I was like what if I could fill the whole gallery with tiny things ah yeah <laughs> yes and like you could set it up if you really wanted it to feel like oh these are photos like mm. you could have like antique dressers or like something uh. where there's like cameras or there's like your brushes wow. or I don't know you can like make it you can right. give it context if you want. Context. Or just make it a gallery wall and put a bunch of stuff on there and yeah. hang them so that people can see how awesome they are without a context. I, I love the options. Like, I, and, like, the words for the options. options. To have context. I mean, either way, whatever you end up doing, whether you do this show because you got the proposal, whatever you're applying for or not, I think you should do this series. Mm-hmm. Because that's another thing is I don't just have to make stuff for other people. I can just make it. Yeah. Like, you're going to do this anyway. But it'd be really cool if they were a part of it. Whoa. Shit. Hmm. Or at least that's... Yeah. It, it sounds so true to you. 
that I think you should do yeah. it anyway. Yeah. And I think like, I've been thinking like, okay, well, this would be a great reason to spend a year, you know, doing this. But if I, you know, if I don't get the proposal, I'll do something else. Like I found a shoemaking course that I thought was really good looking. And so like, maybe I'll just do shoes instead of painting. No, no. This time (laughs) painting. This time painting. And like this time just follow through because it feels really good also because I felt like my outfit was slowing down. So it feels good to like be able to sit down and like make just three little things. Yeah. Yeah. It's really quick and it feels good. Like it's a satisfying thing. Yeah. Yeah. Put your time constraints in there. All this stuff like matters. All this stuff is like important to the journey. Mm. The stuff that goes around what was on the paper. Like the stuff like the... Like you do them in 30 minutes, right? Like Yeah. And they're a result of you going to therapy and like yes. processing this with your therapist. And it's a way that you've broken through things that were maybe creating resistance to you creating and something that's creating joy so you're like excited to share it in these specific ways and capture these specific things and it's been i don't know i feel like there's a lot to i'll just email you all (laughs) could you just (laughs) no that is so interesting and you don't have to use any of them but um i just i feel like i do think it's so easy to just think of it as paintings but it is the product of context it is the product of a certain time and place and that yeah that is actually relevant and important, maybe. Not maybe. Absolutely. <laughs> <Not> maybe. Yes. <laughs> I will validate that. Yes. Oof. It's important. Yeah. I. So the thing that I was thinking of that I forgot, and I wonder what you think of this. So I wasn't... So I'm trying to, like, make this proposal, and, like, because I, it's a year... Like, I could have a show a year from now, and mm-hmm. I, I feel like I would have that same experience... Or a similar one like you were talking about where it's like, who was I back then when I made this proposal? And what do I have to deliver now? And like, how can I do that by being true to who I am now? So I'm a little worried about that. But I'm trying to like leave it open enough ended and like true enough that like no matter what happens, it'll still work. But like one thing that I was toying with was how do I like, is it possible to invite people to... Like, to participate somehow. Like, is it... Because I have, like, this creating experiences for people part, and I have this painting part. And, like, is it possible to combine those things into something that, like, is really memorable for a person who, like, sees the show? And, like, I'm thinking of that in terms of, like... You know, I ask people, like, oh, were there any exhibits that really changed how you think and feel and, like... People had all of these ideas about, like, lights and, like, projection and, like, fog machines and mirrors. Mirrors change lives, it seems. Wow. <laughs> uh, because just, like, the idea that you could set up mirrors in a way that something seems infinite is really cool. Mm. That is really cool. Um, But I I don't know. Like, maybe because this work, this um, show would be about moments and like things like that I don't, could I like do a workshop that invites you know people to like yeah so it's, that's another part that I'm thinking about and struggling with I guess 
I mean, I think if you get this proposal or even if you don't and you do this series, you can absolutely do a workshop with people if you enjoy painting and you create the prompt that it's around a moment that was meaningful for you and you walk them through your process of creating based off of those moments. You can absolutely do that and that can be done in the space if the gallery is willing. Like you can invite people into the space so they're surrounded by your show and they create in that area. Mm. Um I also think I'm I'm less thinking fog and mirrors. I'm thinking more like how do you get people to stay in the space long enough Mm-mm. to really have a moment with these moments? Wow. Like how do you get them to like engage the way that you're hoping them like hoping that they will engage and like so, sit and look kind of or stand and look yeah, and so part of me is like, oh, I feel like maybe you should have, like, benches or, like, put them at an eye level where they're encouraged to sit hmm. or, like, I'd, or have, like, stories that go along with each one that are read and they can have, like, audio accompany, Whoa. like, whether it's a story or it's a descriptive process or it's just bird sounds oh. or, like wind and grass or something like something that elevates these experiences in a way that they can choose to tune in or tune out but like you're gently encouraging them to like Hmm. feel alongside you what you would naturally feel in these spaces which is usually a sense of peace sense of like nostalgia maybe a sense of home Hmm. i feel like a lot of people walk paths around their home or around places that they love yeah so like bringing people, calling people back to those spaces. Yeah. Those are things that I would like say could engage people in any way. And maybe people send you audio from their homes. Like maybe that's a way that you make it. Like you collect these playlists of people's backyard sounds or audio from their paths or just like feet walking on paths or I don't know, like you can decide what you want to do with that or ditch all of those ideas. That's so interesting. I love that. I think think figuring out like, okay, what do you want people to feel? Hmm. Because I I do, I like the idea of the mirrors, but I feel like when people come in, they're going to be like, well, mirrors. And they're going to think about the mirror more than the painting. I can't afford mirrors. (laughs) We're not doing mirrors. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm just like, some things help you immerse and some things take away from the work you actually created and Mm. focus more on the thing that you're inserting into the created space. And so, yeah, I'm curious, like... Even if you just hung the show, like, lower Mm. and had all these benches in front of the groupings or, like, yeah, I don't know. Or you turned some of them into postcards and you did pen pal situations or, like, I don't know. Like, you could do so many things with this. (laughs) Man. I don't know if that even answers your question. You're like a fountain of ideas. You're a fountain. (laughs) It is so lucky that we spoke on this the day before the proposal is due. Well, I'm I'm glad it feels resonant on some level. Tell me to shut no, up. No, uh, never. Like, I hate these girls' ideas. No, imagine yeah. if you could hear the paintings. Like, what? It'd if... be pretty cool. Cause each, like, even I guess, like, not all paths sound the same, but each painting has a sound. So how do you make that happen? That's a, that's a thought for another 
that's just, that's what I'll be dealing with this year, I think. <laughs> but that's like that is that would make it so much more immersive if you could hear feet or like wind through trees and like and how interesting to because I already go out and I collect stuff. Like I collect pictures of places, but what if I was also collecting sound? Yeah. Well, and you could make it so that they can only hear it through their earbuds. Oof. So like you have like so it's so personal, right? It's not like just immersed in the space. Forced immersion. Yeah, it's like you walk up to each painting and you go, This is painting thirty two with this track on the playlist. And like they can tune into that and like sit with it as much as they want to or like engage with it in the way that they want to. Oh my god. That'd be cool. That'd be so cool. I would go to that show. <laughs> I'd just sit and be like, I'm going to a million different parks and I'm just going to sit and enjoy <laughs> it by just going to one gallery oh. show. It's going to be amazing. Oh my God. I'm like so alive with this idea. Thank you for like cool. rejuvenating that. I was worried. I was worried. I was like, all I got is paintings. <laughs> like, Which are I... strong on their own. Like right. you don't need to add any of this. Right. And I think, like, imagine, though, imagine if you could make it so much more real than just your eyes. Could be really cool. Fuck, man. (laughs) Like, if you look at any of the old paintings, like, if you could have audio with where they painted, like, all those impressionists, like, whether it's the sound of people walking on those streets or, like, the boats or whatever, like, from another time, that would be so cool like so those like dressers and stuff that you painted like the sound of like people clanking dishes in another room or yeah creaking wood yeah birds chirping outside like pages turning of a book oh my god crackling of a fire i mean there's so many like subtle sounds that create a space and when you totally take them out you're not in that space anymore but when you add them back in it's really immersive that's so interesting. Because it's like, when you think of a moment, like I think maybe Instagram has conditioned us to think of moments as being visual things. Like that's how we document yeah. them. Or video, I guess. And I guess yeah. video has sound. But like that sound is such a vital part. Yeah. And less intentional hmm. part of the creative. I, like it's not as valued, but I think it could you have the you have an opportunity to bring back <laughs> to to do something cool with it if you want to. I mean that's a huge project to like capture sound and stuff, but seems worth if you it. do it from the set, like yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it's so interesting. Interesting to have a new avenue because I felt like I didn't have access to. I just didn't have access. Like I um, what what am I trying to say? Like I'm saying that I couldn't even think of. I couldn't even think. I was just in the dark, kind of, being like, I want this to You're be too special. Close. Too close. Too close, and I think I've been thinking that it's maybe because I haven't had a lot of experiences of these things that are really special and immersive, which might be true. Well, it's definitely true, but, like, I can't blame it on that. <laughs> but, like, I just, I couldn't think of, couldn't think of it. Couldn't think of... I think it's, I think this is where, like, creative community is so powerful, where people go into what you're experiencing if they're moved by it all they want it to do is grow right or Mm. like be preserved and so they can come up with things that you just can't because you're putting your energy into the things 
that you know you need to get done, hmm. it's a lot harder to expand into the realm of possibilities. Yeah. When, when you're the one in the hot seat. Yeah. Like, I can spout out all the ideas, and I don't have to write a proposal, <laughs> and I don't have to do the sound recording or editing or anything like that. Like, the pressure's not on me, so I'm freed up to have creative energy to have these other ideas that you then get to say, like, yes or no to. You can be like, sounds cool. I have no money for mirrors. <laughs> sounds cool. Yeah. I don't know how to record audio, which you do because you podcast. Here we are. But like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's all those other elements where you could be like, yeah, but that doesn't, like, fit those moments for me. Like, that's cool. You know, mm. you, you get to take what you want from these situations, but doesn't make the show any less yours if other people are like, I'm so inspired by this. This is what it makes me think of. Mm. Wonder how you could add that. Or like, it's would so that be useful. worth adding? It's so useful. Like what you said about like not being able to expend the creative energy to like think of the next thing. <laughs> like think yeah. of something that's bigger and more expansive. Man, that's so valuable. Like what a valuable thing to, <laughs> you know. I feel like that's what's so special about this podcast is to be able to talk with other people about like creativity and like their in- insight. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I'm so glad you do this. I'm so honored that you invited me back. It was really, really kind. I so enjoyed the first time around. So I love talking to you. I and like I love everyone to you loved too. listening to you. So <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> yeah. so sweet. Oh. Yeah, and I well, I feel like we didn't talk very much about the Arctic. That's okay. People got the gist. If they want to hear more. Find my Instagram. They know where to find you. And you endlessly. You know what? They're like your diary entries for. So if you go to Sarah's Instagram, it's Sarah underscore Ann, A N N underscore Nelson. Yeah. Go to her Instagram yep. and she's got these uh, posts that look kind of Arctic y. <laughs> super Arctic Super Arctic yeah. <laughs> And so like click on them and there's these beautiful like diary write ups. And like you did so much stuff. You went swimming. You. Yeah. Which, wow, you were like, you could only go in for 10 or 20 seconds and your body was numb before you even... Yeah, swimming might be a stretch. I think, let's call it a little dip. (laughs) In and out. (laughs) In and out. Yeah. Enough for a photo. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. And, like, you went to a bar in the middle of nowhere and, like, you listened to music. Like, it, it was just a moment of community. There was fossils. You floated on a sea ice island. Like, you did so much stuff and you wrote about it so beautifully. So... Oh, thank you. Uh, go read those because it's <laughs> it's beautiful and the pictures are stunning. Like, you thank did such you. a good job. Like, I know that's not, like, the project that's going to come out of there, but it is, like, it's juicy. Thanks. Yeah. It means a lot. I I really appreciate that. It was really fun Mm. to, like, be free to just take photos and then to write. I feel like I'm learning those are, like, my hobbies. (gasps) Creativity is like, turned into this, like, work mentality or, like, a practice. And photography is, like, I'm not a pro, but I really enjoy it. And I really like thinking about it, but there's no pressure on it. Mm. And the same thing with writing. Like, I, I love telling stories and sharing, and it becomes, like, my... It's personal art, but without the pressure. Mm. Uh, like it, so the... I hope people enjoy it. Also, sorry if you can hear. That's okay. I'm so sorry. Apparently, there's madness happening oh. out in the streets of LA with all the no. fire. 
and cops apologize. Um, there's no way to soundproof from that. It's just it's not going to happen. That's fine. This um, is the sound of life. This is the immersive quality. Of the it's, yes. Yes. Welcome to LA. <laughs> yeah. Um, we like to welcome you with sirens and all, all the bells and whistles. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, but thanks for reading those. And yeah, if anyone wants to hear more about the Arctic, they can DM me too, because it's a really, it's truly a really incredible residency. Mm-hmm. I would recommend for literally anyone. You're seeing a landscape that is changing the most rapidly out of anywhere on the planet. So the Arctic, the northern regions are disappearing the fastest. Mm-hmm. Or by disappearing also meaning they're just not what they used to be. Right. Um, changing. Glaciers are receding at an insane rate. Like, it's just crazy. So definitely recommend visiting while they exist in this form. Wow. How moving to see everything change so quickly like you're just there and you can see it happening yeah the we were supposed to have snow we were supposed to have way more ice it actually worked out that our ship was able to do way more things than most expeditions because all of that had receded so much it was way warmer than it was supposed to be which honestly was good for me because it still felt pretty cold being Mm. there uh in june especially coming from california where it was like in the 90s and it was like 20s and 30s to the teens um sometimes a little colder. I was just like a big adjustment. Um, but yeah, you can hear everybody talking about it. You're like sitting in front of a glacier and you're like, wow, I hope I witness a calving. And then suddenly you're like, oh my gosh, it won't stop. <gasps> like it's nonstop. Wow. It's like just dis- disappearing in front of my eyes. Mm. So it's a weird, it's a weird scenario to exist in to both celebrate the beauty and also watch a place that like if I have kids like they will not know this region the way that it exists today which is wild Oof. so go apply <laughs> go tell the story of the arctic <laughs> it needs to be told no kidding like what a yeah that's a difficult thing because we hear about it all the time you know and it's it's almost overwhelming to the point where it yeah. you, you can't picture it doesn't it's not that doesn't mean anything but it's hard to feel that hurt all the time I guess. Yeah. But to see it in person. To see it in person, so much of my work is focused on the environment, Mm -hmm. and I think that's part of my burnout is just how do you constantly live in things that are feel like they're falling apart and try to put, like, a positive spin on them so that we maintain hope, which I think there is hope. I think there's reason for hope. But to live in that all the time creatively is very Mm. difficult for me. I'm learning. Um but good. I'm still really passionate about it and want to create and share and document and celebrate what we have, give reason to protect it. Um, but I will say the Arctic is one of the cool regions to, this is, I won't continue bugging people with Arctic, but like bug us. (laughs) Something that's so powerful about the Arctic is that so many countries have, uh, have the Arctic in their land boundaries. Whereas Antarctica, no one, that's a, that's a peaceful place. No one gets to own it. It's its own thing hmm. it's for land or for science and peace. But the Arctic is drilling, shipping, China, Russia, Iceland, Denmark, U.S., Canada. Hmm. Um, I feel like I'm missing someone. But there, it's all these different countries making decisions. So people all around the world have, at least in theory, voting power to protect and have an actual like 
impact on what happens in that region. Hmm. And every single person on the planet is affected by that region, whether they have direct access or ever experience that region themselves. So I think that's like the thing I'm trying to encourage people is like learn about what your country does in that region Mm. and figure out what you can do to protect it. Because like for American citizens, we have drilling, constant threats of drilling and uh, disappearing wilderness in Alaska that we have voting power over. Hmm. So we can use that power to actually do something about it. Canada, you have a ton of Arctic stuff happening. Um, You guys are a little bit better at protecting it sometimes than we are. So you guys have power too. And then I'm not totally sure how it works in like Russia and China or Greenland slash Denmark or Iceland is doing so many cool and amazing things, but Hmm. like in Norway, so what are they doing differently? So Iceland is so aware of what's going on globally with the climate crisis. And so they're like switching to green energy. They're Hmm. completely reinventing how they do things on their landmass in order to protect the Arctic. And they are also really invested in creating global political conversations. There's this really cool podcast called Arctic Circle Hmm. uh, conversations, I think. And it's, it's recorded panels of political leaders discussing what they're going to do because there's a ton of like military activity in the arctic Hmm. now that ice is melting and there's more opportunity for people to occupy regions and islands that weren't there before put missiles on them all kinds of stuff but there's also a lot of shipping containers that can have new passages it's a whole thing Hmm. that everyone can have an actual like dialogue about and have some some you can put pressure on governments and leaders and even businesses to actively think about the impact that they're having in that region. So that's one of the wild things, having actually been there and seeing the results of human activity in that region. Hmm. We're not good at pulling back. We're very like, it's there, then it's mine, Hmm. at least in America. And I I think that the more, the more ice that melts, the more we feel like the Arctic is not something to protect, but something to find use for. And in that process, we're going to, have some really bad results and so um yeah just encouraging people to think about it differently visit it through that residency if you can and start to learn how it's impacting you or maybe how your land is impacting it (laughs) so that you can preserve it but yeah it's pretty wild Mm -hmm. also the arctic has the most plastic in the whole world what how can that be isn't that crazy yeah, it's like literally snowing plastic in the Arctic now. It's snowing? They're finding it. Microplastics. Wow. Yeah. So there's so much stuff that we can do that can preserve a space that's that's truly like our thermometer. Because as the ice melts, the world like stops uh, reflecting heat back and starts absorbing heat more. So the whole planet gets hotter. Hmm. And that obviously has like domino effects. Anyway, I'm going down a whole rabbit hole. There's so much stuff to know about that area and so much impact to be had. But if you're depressed about the climate, know that that's one region that you can actually like have an impact on, which would be really huge. Wow. That, thank you for sharing that. That's heavy, big stuff. It's so big. I'm sorry for anyone that was like, the heck? No. <laughs> this was fun. Uh. <laughs> Sarah just got dark. No. no, I'm not trying to be dark. It's It's... Just a region that people don't know a lot about, but it's really important. And 
If you had one call to action for anybody who's feeling stressed about the climate or wants to like assist, sorry to put you on the spot, but if you can think of anything, like if there was one thing that somebody could do, what would it be? Yeah, I feel like the climate crisis is so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So there's a few things. First, find things that you can find peace and rest from. Like don't get burnout on it because that's not good for you or for anyone Mm -hmm. on the planet. Um, I think find the things, there's this beautiful like Venn diagram that someone created where it's like the things that you're passionate about, the things that you're good at, and then like the various climate crises areas of impact. Hmm. And there's always an overlap between something that you're excited about and passionate about and something that needs to be happening in order for us to work together to create a new path forward. And I think maybe taking time to figure out like, okay, you like to paint? awesome tell stories about the reasons why this planet matters or like like with your studies of these beautiful places like it reminds us i mean not that you're a climate artist necessarily but like you're reminding people of the way that the planet and places and environments have like deeply moved or become sanctuaries for people and like instilled a sense of safety and peace in a world that's not that on average um or like if you're a mom and you are just trying to take care of your kids in this crazy world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you get to instill a joy and a love for this place with your kids. Mm. It doesn't have to be doom and gloom. You can go to a park and like talk about how cool the trees are or, you know, like instill this sense of value in a younger generation. Like it might not feel huge, but it is absolutely Mm. huge. And you don't have to personally save the planet. No one can do that on their own. But if we all start to like move towards valuing it and finding how we can actually value it, even if it's in our backyards, in the ways that we talk about the space and the ways that we value our neighborhood parks or regions that are protected, like wildernesses, um, I think that goes a long way. Mm. But I'm, I'm not here to tell people to change every little thing about their life. Right. They have zero impact. That's just not possible. But I do think... I think us working together is the thing that gives me hope. So don't burn out and find ways that are sustainable for you as a human being to actually do something, even if it feels small, but is positive to the space that you have control over and impact on. Mm. That's really helpful. Yeah. I don't know if it is, but that's that's what I've got. (laughs) I spent a lot of time being like, don't use plastic, don't use mm. straws, like use tote bags. And I just feel like we don't need more voices like that in the world. It's not actually helpful. And that's on corporations for the most part. Like you can have power and like hope for those things and ask for those things and they will have impact. But even those things alone aren't going to save the planet mm. or, or our existence on this planet. So figuring out ways that you can live a happy, healthy, full life, but also value what exists in front of us and instill that in other people and Mm -hmm. stuff i I feel like that's i don't know that's where i'm at that's that's (laughs) That's my encouragement to people yeah i think we need all the encouragement we could get (laughs) yeah yeah Mm. sorry i took a turn no took a turn this is why i'm always scared to talk about i'm like do you want to go there (laughs) oh i'll go there (laughs) there's so many things Uh, i'm like we can talk about a lot of dark stuff and it's and also how incredibly beautiful it is so again go no everyone needs to go yeah 
I think you need both residency because it's easy to just like sugarcoat everything and just say like what a stunning place there's no other place like it yeah like without but like it's also changing and there's also yeah a lot of like political stuff going on like I don't know it's really messy yeah yeah Hmm. it's a I think that is part of the anxiety of like this era is okay we we know that there's a lot of stuff on a tipping point a lot of it feels out of our control Mm -hmm. and even the things that are like beautiful it's like oh it's so beautiful and yeah it's disappearing or and it just hit wildfires or and it just flooded or and it just hit these other things and so figuring out ways to like find some respite from the and but not fully look away figure out what we can do and what we can't and mm-hmm. like of the things that we truly just don't have any like i have no power over long year bien or svalbard i have no impact on their personal decisions of like what they're going to do with their region mm-hmm. um, that's the norwegian government and local governments jobs but i have some voting power in the u.s and even though i'm not an alaskan resident my government the people that i vote in vote on things that impacts that region mm. so I can pay attention to that and try to not let things get get by me (laughs) when when it's on the ballot, you know, or like write in or whatever, add my name to petitions or, I don't know. There's always things. Yeah. But it's wild. Keep making those studies. Put us in our peaceful places. (laughs) Give us a break. Be the respite. Yeah. Yeah. Man. That could be be the name of your show respite yeah Uh, be the respite oh my (laughs) okay this is the respite you're looking for you've yeah (laughs) you've written my uh Uh, my proposal but (laughs) thank you thank you for this this has been very good (laughs) very very personal it's been productive yeah yeah no, it's been so fun chatting. I'm sorry to have taken a dark no, turn at the end there, but I thanks for asking it. about the Arctic. I love hearing mm. about it, and I'm sure that everybody else does too. I okay, yeah, cool. thank you for sharing. If anyone wants to know more, they can just DM me. I'm happy to share. Okay, good. And we're gonna, you know, hopefully at some point in the future, see what comes from what comes out of the chrysalis. I guess what what comes next. Yeah, yeah. I think there will be a lot of things. Some things will be new. I'm excited. When I dare to share. Yeah, when you dare. <laughs> I can't wait. I mean, uh, I can wait. For no pressure. Looking at the studies. No, no, I appreciate that. I think it's coming soon. But whenever, we'll whenever it does, Do doesn't do? even doesn't even matter. Always here for it. <laughs> appreciate it, and I'm so excited to hear about these paintings and how they evolve, with or without the acceptance of the proposal. Thank you. I like the idea that it could just go on anyway. Like that's that feels good. I feel I feel changed by this conversation. Oh so, my gosh, I'm so glad. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It, it's so great to talk to you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, let's do it again sometime. Yeah. Oh, uh, with or without recording. With or without <laughs> it. So if you if people want to find you on Instagram, they can find you at your turn to say it. I said it last Sarah time. Sarah with an H. Oh yes. yeah. So you can find me at Sarah with an H uh, underscore and without an E, just A N N underscore nelson um because there are a million sarah nelsons in the world so i had to add some zhuzh yeah. um and then you can find my work at www.sarahnelson.art okay because dot com was taken oh. so <laughs> dot art dot art more appropriate perhaps that's right yeah 
and you can DM me, you can contact me through there, sign up for my newsletter, whatever. Yes. Feels oh my good God. Or exciting. Newsletter. Okay. I'm doing that. Newsletters. Yes. Um, and also you teach Skillshare classes. Yes. Yeah. I have, um, I'm working on my <gasps> sixth one. Six classes. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they range quite a bit. This next one is very like ground floor let's learn adobe fresco like simple but i'm excited about it and i don't know how many more classes i'll have the freedom to teach but i'm hope yeah if you want to check out any of them a lot of them are pen and marker wildlife um some are some digital drawing things so Mm. some variety yes (laughs) whatever suits your fancy (laughs) how excellent and you're so talented so it would just be a pleasure to learn so go check her out on Skillshare. Way too kind. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's all for this week. Uh, this has been Art Horse, and you can find Art Horse on Instagram at Art Horse Pod. You can send me an email at arthorsepod at gmail.com. And uh, if you want to join the art club, you can find us at patreon.com slash arthorsepod, where we chat about stuff, chat about art stuff, share pictures and stuff. Uh, yeah, so I'll see you soon i guess i never know how to say goodbye (laughs) to the podcast or to the person i'm talking to in life (laughs) and in doom (laughs) yeah god um so thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next time goodbye oh how fun